Thank you for checking this out. So, this has been an episode I have been teasing for a little bit of time. Uh, returning to the show for the second time now, uh, my friend SS Goshen4. Goshen, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. I always I had a lot of fun in the last one, so I'm glad to be back. Yeah, so we're definitely going to throw a link to your first appearance of uh on super dope in the show notes so people can go check that out and that discussion was geared a little bit more toward uh like your you know journey to becoming a youtuber your your fandom uh respect for dragon ball all that stuff how you got into it and uh it's a fun conversation for sure but i mean by that i think that happened maybe close to two years ago now wow so it's good to have you time back flies on. yeah yeah it doesn't feel like two years ago. Like I remember the day that we recorded it and the room I was sitting in and I've gone through several different studio changes since then. So it's crazy to think that that much time has passed. I know. So okay. if you aren't familiar with Goshen, uh, she is a uh, Dragon Ball collector uh, of toys, primarily pretty much everything merchandise related to Dragon Ball. Um, oh yeah, a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, but like a lot of figures for sure. And oh yes. When we talked last time, um, it was because we'd become friendly primarily in uh, some of the Dragon Ball Z vintage figure groups on Facebook, uh, of which mm -hmm. you're the admin of several of them, unsurprisingly. Um, and I joined those groups primarily because I grew up as such a huge fan of the Super Battle Collection. And like a lot of my fond childhood memories are my dad, you know, taking me to the anime store to go buy, uh, you know, the imported uh, Super Battle Collection and the Japanese boxes. And it was just such a cool, like, it was a cool trip. It was a cool day experience, you know? Um, <laughs> so I personally love that line. And I, once they continued to import them to America, I bought a bunch of those as well as a child. So, you know, just going down the street to the toy store to pick those up was fun. Um, joining those groups, though, I've learned a hell of a lot more about other vintage Dragon Ball stuff that happened before that Super Battle Collection uh, line came out. So today's conversation is going to be centered around uh, vintage collecting in general. Um, and also, you know, I guess because it's going to be the first episode of December, you know, if you have a Dragon Ball collector in your life or maybe one of your friends is a Dragon Ball collector, you want to get them some cool vintage stuff. Uh, we'll give you some tips at the end as to where to, uh, you know, go seek out some of these purchases, how to do some research. So make sure you guys listen to the end of these uh, end of this episode today. But before we get to Super Battle Collection. Some of the stuff that I've seen in the vintage stuff, uh, the vintage groups, has been like the little cashy action figures from like the 80s yep. and things like that. Those seem to be like some of the more popular Dragon Ball toys before, you know, this action figure line that I'm, you know, super passionate about came out. Um, talk to me about some of the Dragon Ball figures or just general merchandise, uh, whatever the heck was available to purchase before these action figures. Yeah, so before Super Battle Collection, before even Dragon Ball Z, there was a lot of uh, Dragon Ball merchandise in the 80s. And the uh, primary brand that would uh, make these was Epoch. And they would make like a lot of kid-friendly merch. So it would be like dolls of Goku, dolls of 
of Bulma. They have Oolong, Yamcha. Like, they're like, I would say, like, soft vinyl kind of dolls. Almost closer to, like, not quite Barbie dolls, but that similar to that vein. Right, exactly. I mean, one of the most infamous Epoch Dragon Ball items is that Kid Goku doll with the crazy hair. I keep seeing yes. it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's actually super rare, uh, surprisingly. A lot of people think it looks hilarious, but it's a grail. I wish I had in my own collection. It's I'm surprised to hear worth... that you don't hear that. No, I, I, that. I, yeah, I know. I don't have it. I've been looking for it for a long time, but every time I see it, it's like $900. Oh, my God. Yeah, and yeah. I don't have that right now. So no, some of yeah. the prices that I see some of these rare early figures go for, like you know, pre Super Battle Collection stuff. I feel like the uh, the Grail among those things. Like you got that Epoch Goku, but then you also have um, the Muscle Tower playset. Like yeah, the Muscle Tower definitely that one's uh, also a Grail because um, that one comes in one piece, and there's also several different pieces. Like you can get them individually. So I think the individual ones are actually more rare than the full set. Oh, so. so you get a full set of Muscle Tower and then there's like expansion pieces that you buy individually for it? I, 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 I'm not sure if it's like expansion parts or if it's just like the Muscle Tower in different parts like that you can get in separately. Oh, because like separate I've never pieces. seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it in person. So I don't know. But uh, I have seen them sold in different ways like that. So from what I know, the individual ones like that are more rare than actual the whole set so and it's and hard then, to find one complete as well yeah especially like i've seen pictures of you know mint in box ones and the box art is gorgeous for them but it's like how much money did this person just drop to get this <laughs> um, i know didn't um you know speaking of some of this early stuff the person that i see in the vintage groups that are doing a lot of stuff with you know trading and um, selling keshis to people is uh the Tokyo toy bastard, uh, Jeremy yep. Moni. Jeremy. Mm -hmm. um, he's a great dude. I haven't purchased anything from him personally, but I understand he's a good friend of yours. Yeah, um, he's, he's cool. He's great. He's the one who created the group. I was going to say, didn't you go to visit him in Japan recently and, and go to see, uh, or what, maybe not recently, but within the last couple of years? Yeah, two years ago, um, I went to Japan for the first time, and he actually helped me so, so much over there because, a friend who spoke English, which is great. And uh, yeah. he helped me hunt for like so many different vintage Dragon Ball things. He knew where to go. So yeah, it was an awesome experience to get to meet him and see his collection in person. So yeah, he's great. He's, he's got a lot of that old vintage stuff, seeing pictures of the stuff yeah. he comes across. And he's like, not just a Dragon Ball guy, like he's an Akira Toriyama guy. So yeah, seeing... he loves Dr. Slump and all yeah. of that. <laughs> seeing all the old yeah. stuff in the same like cashy vein of, of Dr. Slump characters. I'm like, oh man. This, uh, this goes yeah. deep. This goes far back. <laughs> yeah, he loves the Keshi. Actually, you know what? I wasn't, surprisingly, I wasn't the biggest fan of Keshis. I wasn't super into them, really, at Me first. Me either. And then, yeah, because I was like, what? You know, these little, co like, one-color little eraser things. So I was like, eh. But then seeing him and seeing how much he liked them and how there were so many different kinds, I started to kind of like them a little. Not, I don't have, like, a bunch of them in my own collection, but I appreciate them a lot more than I did before. A hundred percent. And I think maybe, yeah. uh, I think you nailed it was it's just one color, like, you know, a bright green or a blue or a red or something. And yeah. it's, it's a, you know, a Dragon Ball character. But I think the thing that has um, started to interest me more a little bit about them is there's so many different variants of different yes. characters and different outfits and different apparel with different equipment. So like, yeah, I guess that I can was show you one here. 
Ooh, I got one got right it. here to show you. So we Wait. are recording the video, our Zoom conversation today. Ooh, who's that one? <laughs> so this one's uh, Mr. Satan, and this one has a uh, like a metal clothing piece that you snap on oh. and off. <laughs> Very cool. Just in case you need to get Hercule Satan a little uh, nakey, you can snap <laughs> off his uh, silver gi. Nice. Yeah, see, so they have, you're right, they have so many different variations of Keshi. Like, and also, another thing I really appreciate about these is that they have a lot of detail to them, surprisingly, because they really, they're erasers. I mean, Keshi Gomu means eraser in Japanese. Wow. So that's where their name comes from. And um, yeah, like if you really take a close look at it, they have a lot of detail. So that's another reason I'm sure why collectors really like them for that reason and different colors, different characters, so many different kinds of characters that you wouldn't ever expect to have any kind of merch of, you know? So, so, so would kids in the eighties buy those and bring them to school to actually use as erasers or are they just made out of the same material as erasers? From what I would say, or from what I would think is that they're just made from the same material. I, I haven't seen or have heard of people using it as erasers. Maybe they did, who knows? But um, from what hmm. I would think is they, they probably just used it to like trade with people and like, you know, like, you know, cause they're like many collectible figures. You could just um, trade like a Pokemon card or something, so. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Same same idea and principle as trading Pokemon cards on the playground in the third and fourth grade. Right. So oh. I guess, I don't know. I mean, I've never really dipped my toe into trying to collect or purchase anything in that, you know, pre, I guess, 1989 um, Dragon Ball merchandise category from Japan, at least, um, because I don't know. It's just not really for me. Cashies aren't really my thing. And then the other right. stuff that I would like to have, like, uh, you know, it, without knowing that Muscle Tower is such a rarity and a grail. I look at that not knowing that. I'm like, that is cool as hell. I would love to own that in my collection, you know? And then you learn that it's, you know, X amount. Of, I don't even know how much it would be. Yeah, but, it's expensive. Uh, I wish I, I had it. I don't even have it as well, so. Yeah, I, I hear the price tag, though, and I'm like, all right, never mind. You know, this is a little too rich for my blood. I'm going to stick to my Super Battle collections. Um, so if you guys want to see a video of our conversation, youtube.com slash Dragon Ball. Super dope. Link is in the show notes, but... If you are watching the video, uh, you'll see to my right. I've got that uh, Dragon Stars Tenkaichi Budokai playset set up over here. It's like the awesome. best, um, you know, 2 a.m. impulse purchase buy I've, I've made in a, in a minute. Uh, it's pretty I, nice. I like it. It's wicked cool. Um, you yeah. know, 2 a.m. impulse purchase buy is actually code for... Um, I was pretty drunk when I bought it, I guess, because my friend <laughs> sent me like a pre-order thing for it. So I ordered it, went to sleep, and uh, didn't think about it the next day or for several weeks afterwards. And then it showed up, and I was like, it, it was a surprise to myself. <laughs> it was, <laughs> How funny. It was really nice. Um, but I have several <laughs> of my uh, figures for my collection. I've been collecting figures for Dragon Ball since I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine. Um, primarily, though, the older stuff. Although I have become quite fond of the Dragon Stars line as well. Um, yeah, me too. Because <laughs> they're, they're affordable, but they're pretty nice. Like, I don't have money to drop on SH Figure Arts. Uh, I don't trust yeah. myself enough to buy SH Figure Arts. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. that. I mean, that's what I usually tell people, like, when they're starting out. I always tell them, like, I don't recommend starting with Figure Arts because they are so expensive and it's so hard to get them all now because they have 
skyrocket skyrocketed some of them in price like over two hundred dollars some of them so i'm like i don't recommend it so i always tell them if you're trying to start out the best thing right now would be dragon stars because they're like available anywhere really and they're affordable and they are nice they have articulation and it's really nice to uh see dragon ball figures in stores like that now again because yeah. um it reminds me of when i was a kid i'm you know going walking the aisles and seeing a dragon ball Irwin toy right there or a Jax. so uh yeah. i'm glad that they, they they have this line for everyone to uh, be able to get I know exactly that feeling you're talking about. So for me growing up, it was KB Toys down the street from KB my house. KB Toys, yes. Hell yeah. I loved it. I so love KB Toys. <laughs> that feeling of, of like finally coming across the Dragon Ball section at KB Toys. I felt that again with the Dragon Stars line. A couple of years ago, randomly, I was in a Walgreens and I <laughs> you know, wa- happened to walk through the, the big aisle where the toys are and I just kind of peeked and I was like, holy shit, is that, a, is that a Dragon Ball toy in a Walgreens? That's what that's cool as hell (laughs) it totally (laughs) made my day to see it out there in public again instead of me having to like proactively go out there and search for them you know at like my local nerd store or on amazon or on ebay uh it's cool to see you know the next generation of kids uh getting indoctrinated indoctrinated (laughs) into dragon ball (laughs) yeah no i agree 100 percent. you know that's like like i said the best way to start anyone off i would say dragon stars right now it's definitely and they have a lot of articulation they're pretty good quality you know you know what can't go wrong for the yeah, price you can get a figure for like 20 25 bucks and interchangeable hands accessories cool things yeah. like they got to build a figure stuff for a lot of the series yeah. like and they're cool. getting better and better too they're just getting better now yeah actually i recently did get um just slightly off camera here i got the dragon ball um dragon stars i should say like the updated super saiyan vegeta and i like kind of took them side by side the other day and i think the difference with this one is obviously like the color and the shading he's got a way bigger tuft of hair and yeah he's got a very scary uh vein in his forehead that you know <laughs> vegeta fans i feel like can appreciate so and and um, his face is is upgraded for sure i remember the old one he looks kind of funny in the old one like <laughs> I'm so happy I have this one just slightly off camera as well. I don't, I feel like it's, it's Dragon Ball Z Vegeta versus Dragon Ball Super Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, you know what? The I one agree. on the left looks more like a Dragon Ball Super-ish design. And this one here has like Dragon Ball Z, like old school, too many lines under the eyes to try to show some, you know dirt or emotion or whatever the hell those lines are supposed to be doing in that one particular scene i don't know (laughs) oh god i'm ruining everything it's okay though (laughs) i do like i do like both figures though i think i just like them both for different reasons i think i like the color palette on this one a little bit more like the darker blue (laughs) yeah me Um, too the yellows a little bit darker i don't know either way dragon stars are dope and they're very affordable they're great Um, i mean the janimba that just came out is that's gorgeous Ooh, I have not seen that one. You haven't? Oh, it's a must-buy. That one and the cooler, those are like, and the Golden Frieza is really nice. Like, those are Yeah, I have the Golden Frieza, not slightly off camera. I think it's in like a a case (laughs) uh, somewhere else right now. I'm uh, I'm sure listeners know this by now, but my roommate just moved out in the last two weeks or so. So I've, it's been nice to like reclaim another bedroom as like a recording room or whatever, but 
it, the last great. two weeks, it's just equated to my apartment being like a semi-permanent mess and just having shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> I, I am hopeful to have uh, a much more comprehensive setup of all my figures in the not so distant future, like you've got behind you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all my nice. bedroom though. So, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, 31 years old, I. You know, the ladies don't laugh that hard, I think, anymore, because <laughs> they probably know what they're getting into. Anyway, we're not going to go down that road today. <laughs> um, so Super Battle Collection starts, uh, comes out in Japan. I don't know if it's because Dragon Ball series, uh, Dragon Ball Z is the series that like really hit in America, and like it just makes sense to bring those toys over. It's the next logical step. But I feel like, for whatever reason, this series maybe it's just my own nostalgia you know i don't know what the heck it is am i wrong to think that the super battle collection is like some kind of iconic line of toys in the dragon ball you know merchandise mythos oh it definitely is like anybody at least knows super battle collection you know <laughs> like they were the coolest toys back then like when we were young and everything in the 90s they were they were awesome like the detail was pretty good for back then. Um, they didn't have much articulation, but back then figures didn't really have too much articulation anyways, I feel like. Um, and the, the quality, especially the first, what, 10 um, volumes are, mm. are amazing. Like uh, they look great and I, I love them. They're some of my favorites in my collection. That's for I just sure. so happen to have a box slightly off camera as well. First 10 in the collection are Goku, Super Saiyan Goku, Piccolo, Vegeta, Future Trunks, Frieza, Super Saiyan Vegeta, uh, Young Gohan, Preteen Gohan, and Broly. Yep, yep, the so, first 10. The quality on those are great. A little yeah. bit of a glare, but I got the back of a Super Saiyan 4 uh, Super Battle Collection I have my box. oob right here. Oh, hell yeah. That's one of my favorite <laughs> ones. That's, that's actually one as a kid that, for whatever reason, I kept it in the box for whatever reason, and I never did that, but I just loved the box art for it, I think, and I felt more satisfied to show that off on my shelf than actually have to figure out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the color scheme to the boxes because they fit the character. Every single one fits the character. 100%. Man, look at this. This is the same red that's all over Goku's, uh, I'm not going to say chest, but, you know, <laughs> His ribs and shoulders and other areas. Right. It's just, it fits for, like, this is a black and, like, a goldish looking, you know, because of the black vest and then the gold and his belt and everything. You know, it's just so cool how they do that. I that like that. Probably, that was one of my favorite things about, like, I remember seeing the figures in stores first with, uh, in American stores, meaning, like, KB Toys or whatever, uh, with the green card back, you know, Irwin import stuff, and then growing up, uh, Growing up a little more, like a couple years later, and like my dad being like, "Oh, you're really into this shit. Let me take you to an anime store in in Providence," and going and seeing these boxes for the first time, I'm like, "This is how they're supposed to be packaged. Are these how toys in Japan are packaged? This is cr like it just blew my mind. The visual aspect of it, the presentation of it, um, it, yeah. Like conversely versus like uh, the you know the minimal packaging that they give you with the back of uh yeah you know, like just the stuff. like the blister cards you know what i mean the quality of a blister card you can't compare to like an actual box you know there's no comparison whatsoever yeah um, none <laughs> i think i and i do have the broly too this is the volume 10 uh slightly over here in this corner um he's a big boy 
I do yeah. appreciate or I remember appreciating when I opened this one on Christmas Day one year, just like how heavy he feels. Um, yeah. And I love kinda, that about them. It gives a sense of of scale and I guess, yeah, a sense of scale. Like you you line up this Broly against a Goku or this like little tiny undersized Wolverine looking <laughs> Vegeta. And it kind of makes you realize like uh, these people put some care and detail and attention into these figures exactly. back then. And they're not like I'm, flimsy at all. You, you know, they're durable, like pieces of plastic. Yeah. So many of these <laughs> I've had since I was probably, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old. Um, except actually, you know, which ones, uh, are making an appearance here is this pan and Goku that I purchased oh, actually yes. from you. Uh, a few <laughs> and they're, I love those. I love uh, those too. Yeah. These are two of my favorite ones. I have another pan. So I don't know where the heck my original Goku went. My, uh, my pan was pretty dirty though. Like she's got like some black scuff marks on her bandana. So when you had those up for sale, I was like, yeah, I'm going to grab those. That's a great price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't go wrong with when it comes to super bad collection. Like, you know, I have a soft spot for them. They're, they're great. I mean, um, but there's just so much to talk about when it comes to super battle collection, because, They've had many different kinds of releases and all this. Like the first 10, originally, um, they were made in Japan and with different packaging. And um, the quality comparing to when they uh, started making them in Hong Kong is different. You know, it's, you could just see the difference on them. Some of the paint jobs. I got the first original Japanese release of the base Goku right here. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, this is when they were still making it in Japan. So and I don't know the... why they switched over. I think it's because maybe the cost or to, to make them, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe it was cheaper to get them made in, in China and Hong Kong. One of the big tells I can always, like, seeing the original Gokus, like, versus, you know, ones that are, I guess, made in Hong Kong later on and then, you know, released in America, is there's dif th there's definitely a differentiation in their faces, Mm -hmm, um, there is. Some, sometimes I guess maybe dependent on the condition of the figure and how well the person kept it, uh, treated it in its life. Uh, there might be a slight differentiation of the color of the orange, but the primary indicator to me is always the face. That first one is just, it, it's, I don't know if it's like the nose is slightly pointier or what I, I can't, the eyes are a little bit different. I, I can't describe it. Yeah, there you're right. There is a way to to tell with that because the plastic too is it's a different color. Like if you see his chest, um, the arms and the chest actually match the colors. They match exactly. Yeah. I wish I had you know. mine where that don't match as an example, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Like the arms are darker, I think, in the in the later releases, right, or vice yeah, versa. Yeah, it's like different tones. Like the chest and the arms are just you could. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, also another way you can tell is um, the later releases have the actual copyright on, the, on their backs or on their feet. And the Japanese original ones have a sticker on the shirt. So oh. it's kind of hard to see, but it says uh, Bondi 1991 made in Japan. Wow. So yeah. if I'm somebody who's trying to like fool someone into thinking they're buying that, I'm looking for that shirt. Piece. I feel like that shirt piece is actually the most valuable part. Of that <laughs> right. right exactly. Yeah. And also, uh, of course, if it has a package, you will know right away from the package It's different. It looks different. 
So which is the package for that first Goku? Is it the one with him in the Kaioken form, or is it with the more yellow? I can't think of it offhand. Yeah, it's the other one. It's not the Kaioken one. Okay. A little bit more yellow. Um, Right, right. And I think so much of... I don't know what made those things badass is like the like the presentation of them and you know being able to bust off Goku's shirt because he's obviously in a big epic fight with Frieza you know in the last five minutes of Planet Namek. Um, it doesn't take very long before they continue to build out on the line and I think it goes what up to like 40, uh, 37 volumes through the end of Dragon Ball GT. So we're talking from eighty nine through ninety seven, eight full years. Yeah. Um. What do you, well, actually, I have a question for you. One thing that's notorious or like notable, I guess, with Super Battle Collections and even with the the black, uh, excuse me, the green card backed Irwin stuff is yellow hair Super Saiyan stuff versus golden haired Super (laughs) Saiyan stuff. Yeah. Um, And what made me think of it is the only... Super Saiyan 3 Goku I've seen from Super Battle Collection has had the golden hair. I've never seen a yellow-haired one in person. I feel like that yellow-haired one is probably much more rare. Um, it is. Th- so how does how how does that factor into like which releases of it? Which one of those are more valuable or more rare? Uh, how does that part work? Yeah, so there are gold and yellow-haired versions. And um, from... What I've known from talking to other collectors, most people prefer the yellow-haired one um, because they just look nicer, in my opinion, too. Um, and they would be more valuable as well, the, the yellow-haired versions. And, of course, the first 10 um, volumes that were um, first released in Japan, uh, they only came in the yellow-haired versions. They didn't have any gold hair. So they started doing the gold hair later on. And, um, yeah, for sure. Like, I've seen the yellow haired super saiyan 3 goku before but it always goes for a lot of money like 80 dollars you know maybe yeah so good chunk of change yeah you know they're not they're not super cheap well same with the first 10 japanese releases those are always at least 50 dollars and up depending on which one because some of them are more rare than others um so that 50 dollars is that is that a loose version of the figure is that mint in box like so talk to me about what those values might look like for those first 10 figures, whether it be looser in box, but then also, you know, are those some of the more rare figures that you can find from the Japanese super battle collection stuff, or are there other rare stuff that we're not talking about yet? Uh, I would say that, yeah, those are some of the more rare ones. Um, Other than them would be the three pack, the movie pack with um, the grail. Yeah. The grail would be That's my grail for sure. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm, I remember when I saw it on eBay, and I just made an impulse buy with that one. I was like, I don't care. I want oh, it. I need it. Own one. And for the so. people who don't know what we're talking about, it is a Super yeah. Saiyan Goku, Super Saiyan Vegeta, and a Super Saiyan Future Trunks. Trunks. And that's why that three pack also was so sought after because of the Super Saiyan Trunks. Um, yep. Because they don't have one in the regular releases. You know, they don't have Super Saiyan Trunks. Which is so stupid. Um, I want to say that on some early Super Battle Collection boxes, I could be wrong. I could be making this up, but on some Super Battle Collection boxes, early stuff, they have like some promotional pictures on the back of the boxes, like with all of the figures basically out loose. And they have Super Saiyan Trunks featured in those photos as a figure. Am I making that up? 
It might uh, be. Yeah, I don't remember seeing. I don't remember seeing. That Either thing. way, I want that Super <laughs> Saiyan Trunk Super Battle Collection so badly. I've seen many of, well, not many. I've seen a handful of them be traded in some of the vintage uh, Facebook groups that we're in together. Um, yeah. Definitely, the idea of, if you don't mind me asking, what did you pay for it? Was it mint in box or what? It was a pretty great condition, I would say. It did come, which is why I also bought that one. It came with a acrylic box, so cool. to protect it and looks nice on display. And I paid six hundred for that. Oh, that's not bad. I feel like that's I usually see them go between like eight hundred and a thousand dollars. Yeah, see, that was back in twenty fifteen when I bought that probably. So I don't know why, but within the past five or so years, like a lot of the value for these figures have gone up. And I think it's because a lot of people are getting into collecting now. Um, honestly, back maybe back in 2010 or so, when I was collecting at the time, um, the figures weren't this expensive. Now, all of a sudden, it's just skyrocketed because there's more demand for these figures, more people are collecting. Um, it goes. This goes for Sir Battle Collection, Jax, Irwin, um, mainly Jax. Jax are always more valuable than Irwin figures. So prices have gone up a lot since... 10 years ago yeah for sure i remember being able to punch in the stuff to ebay in 2009 2010 and be yeah. able to get like a mint inbox uh you know piccolo for like 25 bucks now it's yeah. like 60 bucks <laughs> i know it's, it's actually insane i'm like it's getting so expensive to like collect now but um but yeah so the value for these guys they, they vary and also depending on the time that you get them you know um but definitely the most valuable ones would be the first original 10 Japanese ones. Any yellow versions are pretty uh, valuable. The three-pack, of course. Um, the Uzaru baby, always. Oh, man. <laughs> My great regret in life is opening that bitch up and then losing it. And just, Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I missed <laughs> that horrible. one. Like you recently did. If you guys don't follow Goshen on social media, you should. SS Goshen 4. Uh, links in the, in the show notes. But you recently uh, did... A, a raffle a figure raffle uh, awful excuse me i did two for, actually <laughs> yeah, for the golden honestly. baby and i was like i have to buy spots into that right now and i didn't win yeah. <laughs> it's okay though but uh you do lots I of know. stuff like that it's fun to like keep not only like the collector community engaged but like also it's a good way for you to you know raise some money while you're getting rid of some figures instead of going through the traditional stuff i i don't know i like exactly. it i feel like it's a community kind of thing when you do stuff like that Right. You know, it's always a lot of fun and people have fun with it. And you're right. It does um, just help both ways, you know. So, you know, another thing, too, it's also very valuable that I have on hand would be Ooh. any prototypes of the Sewer Battle Collection. And I oh, have one right here. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, you have a prototype. Oob. So here is the original and here's the prototype. So wait a minute. I didn't even realize that there was a market for something like this. How yeah, did you come across this? That's crazy. I know. It's pretty awesome, to be honest. There was a few um, on one of the Japanese auction sites, which is a place that you should go to if you want to find really, really rare, obscure Dragon Ball things would be the auction sites. Ooh. But um, I, I found this one there. And I was like, I need at least I, I need at least one of them. You know, I need at least one prototype. I don't have any in my collection currently, except for this one. So, um, yeah, I was browsing. They had, I think, Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta prototypes. They had, uh, I don't remember what other ones. They had a handful of different ones. And 
it was only one I could win, <laughs> but it was it was worth it. You know, I I've always wanted one in my collection, and yeah, there is surprising. There's a market for them. There's you'll it's rarely rare to find them, but you'll see them pop up every once in a blue moon. Some prototypes. So wow, I, how many of how many of those prototypes of Oob would you say there are? Is that the one and only, or are there like one of it of a few? Or um, there's a few because besides this one, I think there was a an orange colored one. Um, as you, as you can see here, it has like the plastic parts oh, still there. Yeah, huh? you know? Very cool. You want to see the video, youtube.com slash dragon ball, super dope. Yeah. That is in fact, super dope. Uh, <laughs> I very love it. Cool. So yeah. some of the, you know, those first 10, they look for the yellow boxes. If you ever have the opportunity to purchase the three pack movie grail, you know, if you have the opportunity to purchase it, let me know about it so maybe i can go purchase it <laughs> um here's another figure in case you guys want to see ooh, that the ultimate, ultimate gohan. gohan one of my Oof. favorites i love it yeah i wish i had so mine nice. out and about but i lost the the one thing that kills me about that figure is the little piece of hair just the bang yeah yeah <laughs> the bang yeah. always gets lost <laughs> yeah i lost mine say like uh i don't know five minutes after it came out of the box <laughs> yeah um, yeah <laughs> so it always happens those are some of the more valuable stuff for the super battle collection now i am notorious uh with confusing stuff with the american lines that came out back then Irwin is the company that imported the japanese figures and put them in that green card stock stuff yep and then they made some figures of their own uh, to kind of like expand upon the line. They also <laughs> imported figures from other lines uh, in other countries. Um, so before we get to them talking about their own stuff, let's talk about what kind of figures they imported beside the Super Battle Collection stuff. Uh, I know that this Great Saiyaman number two that I have over here, as well as this Tapion, Mm -hmm. These are from uh, AB Toys, which I believe is from France, correct? Yep. French um, company. So, yeah. What other companies or other uh, figures, lines uh, were imported to America when we were kids? So uh, for the most part, it was obviously Super Battle Collection. And then the AB Toy line, the Super Garriers line. And um, I think that's it when it comes to that. Because um. I'm trying to think if any Italians, but no, they didn't import any Italian. It was all AB and and uh, their battle collection that they imported. So, um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool that they did that. I wonder why they like decided to do a mix of the two, you know? But I guess it's because they're so similar looking to each other. Yeah. And um, except I believe the AB toys don't have snap-on shirts. It's the only thing. Very true, because yeah, the I have the Super Saiyan three Goku with the Halo from I mm -hmm. guess that's an AB Toys one, right? He his yeah. shirt is stuck up on there. Um, there's a couple of Gohan figures in that line, I believe, stuck on yes, shirt. Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. Um, even their Goten and their Trunks as well stuck yes. on shirt. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, good point. I think I've actually got the AB. Yeah, because the AB. Kid Trunks is the arms yeah, uh, this one. on the hips, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just out of the frame, but like up, up on top of my my door frame is a line of trunks. Is, um, yeah, you can't really see them all, but. Oh, cool. <laughs> they're big trunks to little trunks. <laughs> um, anyway. In case you guys want to see like a packaging, up here's the, the same one, but in a package. 
baby toy. I love that packaging. Before we started recording, I told uh, Goshen the story of when I busted this Vidal out of this packaging. She holds her hands. (laughs) And what would you say this figure in a package goes for today? Um, I would say at least, at least 60, at least 60. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty penny. And I feel like even 60 might be a little low. Not that I look for that one, but... I feel like when I see them around, sometimes I'm, oof. Um, it's pretty cool. Like the packaging is definitely different than any of the other ones because it has like the the um, really hard blister, you know, with the card inside. Yeah, yeah. So. I have very vivid memories of taking a big pair of scissors and just going. Ksh, ksh, yeah, ksh, yeah exactly. <laughs> Pain in the ass so. to open those things. Um. Actually, hey, Super Battle Collection, what about the uh, the ultimate or the perfect Goku volume zero figure? Um, right. That, that was one that came out after the fact, I think, after volume 37, right? Or maybe somewhere. Right. It was like a later. One. Yeah, it was a later release. And um, that one is, I, I don't know why, but it isn't as valuable as you would think. Mm. It really isn't. Like, I see it for, I've seen it for $60. That's not that bad, you know? So. I and always that, thought, oh, this would be a rare one, one. That's another one that has a couple of different releases, though, doesn't it? Like, one's, like, the Hong Kong version and one's the Japanese version, or am I wrong in that? Uh, they have, well, okay, so there's so much to talk about with Super Battle Collection. I almost forgot that. They did um, do an upgraded version of some of the releases uh, back in 2003. They had different style packaging. It was, like a, like, a one-color package instead, and they had shading to the characters instead. They added shading. I don't know if I have one here. When you say shading to the characters, do you mean shading to the to the box art or the shading to the actual paint job of the character? No, to the actual character. It's funny because I have, I don't know why I have all these oobs right near me, but here is the oob version of Oob-oos. that release. You see his Holy chest. Holy God, look at that. I, why? And the pants. Ew, I don't like that. I don't like it either. I don't know why they did that, but. <laughs> I don't like it either. <laughs> it looks like he's got grease paint around his abs. Yeah, I know. So, um, <sighs> yeah, they did that with the figures. Um, I forgot exactly which ones because they did like kind of random releases. I was going to say, have... not the whole line, though. It's just a, no. a few here and there. Just a few. They had Goku, um, base Goku, Super Saiyan Goku. Um, they had Oob. They had um, Baby Vegeta. Um, they had the the two pack with Vegeta and baby. It was just random. I don't know why. They, and then like, there was one, I'll never forget. Yeah. On the back of um, the box for those, right. They advertised a pan and Goku release. And I always was wondering where I can find it. Cause I could never find it in the stores or online or anything. Turns out they never made that one. It was just mm-hmm. advertised there. I guess they were going to, and they never ended up doing it, but Fun fact there that you can't get the, that release, so don't try to look for it. I don't know why it's advertised, but yeah. So you know, Super Battle Collection did that 2003 release, which are not very good, and they did that for the um the perfect Son Goku volume zero zero. Similar they, kind of shading. They did Ugh. the same thing, same release on that. So that, and that one's not worth much at all. <laughs> ugly. I'm almost tempted to go buy a couple of those figures just to like. <laughs> have them next to my other figures to be like keep this in mind of things to not do like yeah, I don't know. yeah. Not, not thrilled that i've seen one of those now on, on video um <laughs> it's, it's i knew that they re- 
Oh my God. <laughs> Put your abs away. Oob, I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so a million and one releases for Super Battle Collection. Irwin brings them over to the States. They bring over stuff from France, uh, Mexico, Italy, a bunch of different countries, I guess. I, but eventually it gets to a point where they start to make their own figures. Um, right. And I'm thinking, I, I think primarily of like the energy blaster figures where it's like Super Saiyan Goku with a really bad hairdo blasting a little tiny Kamehameha. That Maybe. actually, that was actually uh, from imported from Bondi. It's not actually Erwin. Um, oh, get out of here. Yeah, it was their Bondi originally. So <laughs> so what what line would those have been a part of? They're I'm just energy of... blaster, Bondi energy blaster figures. That, yeah. That's it. Like they're yeah. obviously not super about a collection, but they're, they they scale well with them. Um, yeah. But I remember there was a Frieza, first form Frieza one. There was a Ginyu one, a Vegeta one, mm -hmm. a Super Saiyan Goku one. Huh. Yeah. So they didn't make I mean, those themselves. No, they didn't. I mean, Erwin, they also remember they imported like um, the large figures too, the 12, 12 inch AB toy figures. Um, yeah. yeah, they did that. Um, they never, this is one of the AB toys that are actually a grail considered. This is a Janimba. <laughs> and this one, they never ended up importing um, the Erwin. Which I wish they did, right? Because this is badass. <laughs> this yeah, is cool. it's a he's a big boy, um, but yeah. he doesn't look like he's gonna fight anybody anytime soon. So probably <laughs> yeah. wouldn't sell well to all the swole bros who loved Broly back in the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this is a, a grill for a, AB toy figures, um, definitely. This one goes for at least two hundred, at least. But and is that the same line with like the twelve? I guess twelve inch Goku yes, with same. like the Gohan that sits on his arm. Right, the Super Garyos, yeah, same. Very cool. Um, so I don't know why they they picked and choose like what to import and what not. You know, I don't know why they did that, but you know, they did. Um, they they also even um imported the AB Toys Janimba, um, six inch figure. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but I think I have. It's in never, the similar packaging to the Vidal, right? Right, exactly. Uh huh. But the Irwin release is rare as hell like i barely ever see that one that one's like i don't know why they made such limited amounts of janimba but that's i would love to have that in that packaging so sure. that i was gonna say is the packaging because they do have like several i don't know i think they call them series for Irwin, right it's like mm -hmm. 17 18 series. the saga continues whatever so, yeah. yeah and it's like <laughs> the green card back is now like slightly purple and darker yeah. and it's like maybe a recycled figure with like a gun and a dragon yeah. ball with him now or whatever i don't know why they did that but yeah those are some of my favorite ones uh you know <laughs> krillin all of a sudden had an action figure his arms were stuck like this. He had a big yeah. thin hair and a gun. <laughs> I was so confused as a kid seeing those in the store. Like, who the heck is this? Because they would release it when we weren't even there in the series yet. So we're yeah. like, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm like, who is this Vegito? Like, yeah. Did they, did they misprint it and mean Vegeta? And Vegeta got a new outfit. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. when I saw Great Sandman too, I'm like, who the heck is this? <laughs> like, what? Exactly. <laughs> Great Saiyan Super Battle Collection is one of my favorite figures, and those little plastic sunglasses Glasses. that go just over his uh his eyes. Um, so the Irwin stuff, some of it's the Janimba is a good example of a real, really rare one. Uh, any other uh, Irwin stuff that you can think of that you know might um make somebody bust out the wallet? Um, 
definitely when I said that Janimba, yeah, and that packaging. Um, so which packaging is it? Is it like just the regular green packaging? Is it is was it only one release of it or? It comes, yeah, from what I know, yeah. Like, um, it comes in a packaging. You remember when Irwin did, like, similar kind of cards like this, but not in, like, a blister? It was just kind of like, here's like a... in terms of Irwin. the color, it was similar. Yeah, like, it was something like this, but it was just the same length oh, as this. You know what I mean? yes, yes. Yeah, so he came in a packaging just like that with just, like, this little blister on, on front and a long version packaging of this. Huh. So this is, like, a bendy figure, which is which is... This is also an AB, originally an AB toy item. Man. The Bendy a- figure. You said AB is a French company, right? Yeah, they're from France. Man, I don't get why French, uh, why French. I don't get why French <laughs> people love anime so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have a lot of uh, Dragon Ball stuff, too. I mean, they have the vehicle sets as well, like the play sets from AB Toys. That was never brought over. But... um. No, I don't even think I'm familiar with those. I think maybe, oh no, Did you just huge... open up and you just opened up like a whole new avenue for things <laughs> for me to go explore and try to buy now. Maybe yeah, they have to rule. Yeah, they have so many. They have um, you name it. Like, there's so much to even talk about with AB Toys because they have like costumes, they have uh, roller skates, they have a bike, a Dragon Ball bike. They have um, just different different things uh, like they, they also had their own little mini figures the little mini ones i don't know if you remember from Irwin when they would yeah have those those are ab toy mini figures are those so. as valuable as some people want me to believe they are because i don't feel like they are but i see some people try to sell those not even in a box for more money than they're worth sometimes well i, I didn't think they were valuable either but until recently i guess like people have gotten really into them because i see them sell for a lot of money like on eBay too, like I'll see the bidding go up and like, I'm like, wow, I, I would have never thought that they would be worth a lot of money back in the day. Cause I never was, I was never yeah. a fan of mini figures, you know? No, so those weren't the like, ones I was trying to buy. I'm glad that you're seeing those same eBay listings that I am though. Yeah. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. I feel like those have to be in, artificially inflated in some sense. Either way, it <laughs> sounds like a, so AB made all that other stuff, the roller skates, the costumes, all of these different things. Irwin imports all of them. I think maybe we just solved the mystery that kind of revolves around my next question. Um, eventually, Irwin goes bankrupt and Jack Pacific picks up the Dragon Ball Z toy license for America. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Irwin maybe went bankrupt importing all that crap for maybe toys <laughs> that not many people besides maybe me and you wanted to buy? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, they were making their own figures after, you know, after... Um, doing all that with Irwin and AB. Um, I'm oh, sorry, with Surbout Collection, AB. And then they started making their own stuff. And those were really cool. I love their, like, Which original. figures did Irwin make? They made everything from um, the Saiyan Saga stuff, like the Nappa, the Raditz. They, yeah, that. <laughs> they made the Bulma. What else? The Roshi. That the first. Planet Namek Bulma. Yeah, exactly that one, and they made the garlic junior. Yeah, oh, all the of garlic the... junior ones are pretty cool. One I thought that, that garlic nice. junior was another. Who made the the updated great Saiyan one? Was that Jack? That was that was Earl Irwin, the one with the was changing it? heads, the one where you could change yes. his heads. Yeah, that's Irwin. Yeah, and um, yeah, they're they're pretty cool. I like them. This is one of the I found this, uh, not too long ago for like. 
20 bucks maybe in a beat up package but <laughs> i that's, love that's this it yep figure right <laughs> so yeah this right here i guess is a pretty good indicator um plus you know it does say erwin somewhere on oh yeah erwin toy i'm just yep that's it differentiating um so, here's a um a roshi one i have off hand right here this is a ooh, alternate colored orange jacket it's the roshi. orange one i was gonna say that's the valuable one with umagami yep and um why they did this i don't know why they did this why they wanted to do that but and like i heard from what i know that this was like exclusive to like smaller retail places like kb toys would have it i remember seeing it at kb toys actually and um toys r us wouldn't have something like this you know because like yeah. there's there's a lot of different things too when it comes to Irwin because they have also, I don't know if you noticed, different packaging as well. They have the silver letter packaging and they have this packaging. I don't know if mm. you noticed that, but the silver ones. That's a good point. The one I think I have over there, I think is, I can't really tell actually. I'm lying, but um, <laughs> so they have differentiation between just the box. It's very much on purpose. You have to imagine to try to drive those collector values. Right. Like the the silver like letters were actually um, distributed to smaller retail stores, like comic shops would have the silver ones or like, um, like I think even K-Beam possibly, just anything like smaller, like anything like a, tar a, a Target, a Kmart, um, a Toys R Us would have this lettering. Huh. Yeah. Very, very cool. I did not know that little fact about the boxes. Um, the more common version of that Roshi has a black the shirt. Black. Yeah, that's the, the one I've got over here somewhere in a in a case somewhere. Um yeah. so Irwin what's uh what's one of the pricier Irwin figures would you say? Is it that Roshi you just had out or is there other Roshi, ones? Roshi that... I would say would be one of them. Um I feel like think. garlic is a, one a little bit pricier as well. I don't see uh, that, that one, one up there very often. Chaozu as oh, well. Yeah. Cause who the hell wanted a Chaozu figure back then? <laughs> I certainly didn't. In that outfit too. Why did they choose that outfit with the hat? You know, yeah. like it was random. <laughs> like, and know. was there a Tian Shinhan released in that line before the Chaozu? No, there was no, there was not. There was so like was... the idea to buy a Chaozu figure before there's a Tian figure. What the? I wouldn't do that. No, I know. Yeah, that Chao <laughs> No wonder that Chaozu so valuable. I know it's it was weird. I don't know why they did that. They had a um yeah, Jirobi, remember as well. Um Yep. So I would say that the Chaozu and this Roshi, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that off top. Uh some of the play sets are rare from Irwin, like the um the vehicle sets for sure. Like the a Saiyan pod, Vegeta, that one is worth a lot of money. Ooh. That makes sounds. And then there's also the the Gohan that comes with the Satan car, that one. Yes, and that that's also the one with the time machine future trunks, the big yellow one, right? Yeah, that is rare. All the playsets are actually pretty valuable. I'll say the time machine, also the rejuvenation chamber is rare. Oh, I didn't even know that one was a playset. That's cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. Um, I have mine's up in my closet. I wish I could show you, but <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what else? They have they had their own uh, Tenkaichi Budokai set as well, which is kind of bad it's really crappy but it's worth it's like rare nowadays you can't find it so it's cool that it exists exactly and then also the um super boo play set worth a lot of money is that the one that would like 
Oh, but maybe, that's maybe. that's Jax though. I'm going a little bit too too ahead of myself, but that's Jax. But <laughs> that's okay. So Irwin goes eventually bankrupt, and Jax yeah, picks up the Jax toy comes. license. Yeah. Um, I guess what's the and this is where I think the packaging for Jackson Irwin were very similar when Irwin started putting their own figures out, and that's why it kind of bleeds together in my brain. Exactly, and I can never exactly. Tell the difference. See, from the Budokai set, you know, from then on, that's Jax. But okay. see, like, but then the Ir- the Irwin is like the Vegeta um, saying capsule and and go home with the car. It's kind of they look similar, right? But that's why they do kind of go together in your brain but yeah no it's it's a pain in the ass to even like i'm trying to think which ones are which ones are jacks so i think this krillin i think over here might be a jacks right am i right that's erwin that's the first line of gd this is the first line oh i I remember when i bought this in the sixth grade that makes sense (laughs) i guess then jacks probably took over what early 2000s 2002 2003 maybe yeah like 2003 ish definitely so which which figures are the notable ones from that line um the thing about jacks like what i liked about erwin was that they actually i feel like they put a lot of effort a lot more effort into some of their figures because in the later um releases they had a lot of shading it looked really nice and then came came jacks and i feel like they got a little bit lazy with their figures because they would reuse a lot of pieces and make a new figure out of uh, another character and it's just it was really lame I, I didn't like that they did that you can you can really tell it's noticeable because i think even the super saiyan trunks his his hands were clearly taken off of the gt super saiyan vegeta figure because if you see trunks's hands you can see his glove painted like nude color oh wow you know trying to just use reuse parts and stuff i'm like why do they do that it's so lazy but um the good thing about Jax is that they did make pretty cool characters like Bojack, like um, all the GT ones are really, really great and worth a lot of money. Um, Nova, you know, all of those. This is a Jax GT Goku, right? Yep. So the yep. thing that always strikes me then, because I remember, you know, at the beginning of quarantine, I went through this phase of, uh, you know, late night eBay shopping and buying like loose figure lots. And one of the figures I'd gotten in a lot was a Super Saiyan GT Trunks from Jax. And it's the doofiest looking figure I think I own. And I own a lot of Dragon Ball toys. But he's got this big, stupid, pointed chin and this big hair. And his head's just so much bigger than the rest of his body. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it really is ugly. Sometimes I don't know why. And he's so skinny. He's skinny. And his head is huge. Like his head's gonna make him topple over. Like yeah. he is away forever. I I don't want him out on display because I'm worried he's gonna hurt himself. Yeah, and, it's and weird with Jax. It's like either hit or miss with them with some of their figures because they've also made TN, which was awesome, and uh, they actually did a good job with their with their TN. Like um, Irwin also did, I believe TN. No, no, no. It was it was Jax. It was all Jax. Jax did TN. Anything with TN was Jax, and mm-hmm. um. I thought that was cool because I feel like Tien doesn't have that much love, you know. So I love that they did that. You know, what else they did? Um, all any of the GT ones were not all of them, but they were pretty cool for the most part. Like the villains, I don't know why they did such a good job with the, on the villains. Um, they did King Cold, which was badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's definitely one of the figures uh-huh. I see. That that's there that's you a, a you have a Jack's King Cold, right? <laughs> of course you do. 
at the ready. So this is definitely one of the more rare figures I see from the Jacks line that people for are sure. looking for or looking or at least thinking about selling in the Facebook groups. If you uh, want to check out the groups that we've been referencing throughout the conversation, there'll be a link in the show notes for that stuff. But man, that that cape on the King Cold is just so epic too, huh? Uh, yeah, I think just the figure is super nicely done. Like looking at it close up, like one of the best Jacks figures. That's what I'm saying. Like they're either hit or miss sometimes. This yeah. is definitely a hit for sure. Yeah, that's a hit. And then meanwhile, I get a doofy ass Super Saiyan <laughs> GT trunks. <laughs> and, and then I got a grill here to show you offhand. This is like, I don't know which one's more sought after this one or the King Cold. Maybe this one. <laughs> got the, the Nova in the package here. Oh, <laughs> that Beautiful. is really nice. Still in the package too. Yeah, this is actually, I remember when I got my first job um, and got my first paycheck, this is the first thing I bought. I'm like, I don't care, I'm buying this. <laughs> Back in 20, 2013, I got this. And I got it for not too bad of a price, to be honest, because now I told, I'm telling you, they all the prices have gone up like crazy. I got it for, I believe, 180 That's not bad. Wow. That's not bad at all. I mean, the idea of 180 is like, Jesus, I couldn't spend that on a figure and not feel really guilty about it for the preceding several years. But how much would you say that figure might be going for right now today, seven years later? I don't know, like 500, like, honestly. Jeez, man. I mean, but that is, that's an investment, you know? I mean, you, we, I'm not going to say we as in me we as in you and the other people that I see you guys, you know, interact, uh, show off your, Ooh, yeah. That baby is the really baby. nice, huh? Baby's see, I like cool. the, the GT, like the villains. They did a great job on the villains. I don't know what's up with like the trunks and the freaking Goku's, even that Goku's ugly, the kid Goku. I don't know what yeah. happened there, but no, this um, Goku is a little do doofy, but he is part <laughs> of like a set with like a red dragon that I think maybe, uh, you know, fetches a couple of bucks as well. Yeah, uh, that one and the uh, the regular Shenron with um, can go on. So cool. Um, yeah. Or I mean, it's cool, but it's also kind of like strange. Like which ones? Like you said, that you're not sure why they put so much care and attention and effort into certain ones, and then it's like, oh, ah, yeah. who's the main character? He just got transformed into a kid for this GT series. Yeah, He's another one. I'll show you real quick. Off. I got something. Real, real cool Man. here as well. Hold on. There we go. Since they're close by, I'm like, let me show. You got the oh the ice Shenron, which I don't know why they named him Nova, but it is ice was Shenron. Gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say that's obviously not Nova Shenron, but is would that make that more valuable? Is that a misprint on all boxes or just that one box? No, they're all that way. I don't know. They're I don't know why Strange. they did that, but <laughs> but yeah, this one is a little bit less valuable than the other the nova but um still worth like, at least like three hundred dollars like yeah that is and crazy. then and then we got this is a beautiful one Ooh, the sigma Rodo. yeah sigma Rodo very is nice nice like i love i love these i don't know what like i'm telling you they freaking put their all into these the villains and then when it comes to you know the, what though i feel like they kind of got something right uh, in not how they executed on them, but just the fact that they made figures out of those. Like, I know. so much of my <laughs> frustration with Super Battle Collection, I remember with it as a kid, was like, why isn't there a Yamcha? Why isn't there a TN? 
Why isn't there a Krillin? There are a million figures in Dragon Ball, or a million characters in Dragon Ball. How can these, you know, Japanese figures, the place where Dragon Ball is made, how can they not have action figures of those guys? I and agree. You bring that stuff over to America, or you or you take the you take that IP and put it into an American company's, uh, you know, control with that mentality of like Transformers or He Man or Thundercats from stuff in the eighties, where it's like we need one of every single character who's ever ever appeared in the show, <laughs> and then they do that for something like Dragon Ball, where they give you all these weird one off characters that you only see for a few episodes in Dragon Ball GT give you these figures they do a good job you know putting them together but then it results in you know really high values you know 15 right. 20 years later or the um the omega i have one actually in the package the omega shenron that one is the most valuable i believe out of all of them would be that one um omega and kid goku two pack and oh yeah that one's a that one's a nice ass figure that's a big bulky Omega, it's great. Um, I, I was so that's one of the stories I love to tell because I was so lucky when I got that because he's worth what six to seven hundred dollars. I've seen it, I swear, I've seen it for that much, like in the package, and um, I think like seven more. And then, um, I got him back in 2009 or so and off Amazon, and I, I don't know how I got this lucky, and it was rare back then. Not as rare as it is now, but it was still rare at the time. And it was for $45, $45. I was like, there's no way I'm not getting this. I don't care. I was like 16 at the time. I'm like, I don't care. I am buying this right now. So yeah, that was a crazy, that's a crazy story I love to tell. Or even this one. I almost, this, it came with the box. I got at a comic shop, the volume one original Japanese Goku, survival collection. Got it for a dollar. In the box, a dollar, one dollar, one dollar. They didn't know the value of this because I think it's because it was previously opened and it was missing like a, one of the stickers or something. But I'm like, a dollar. <laughs> oh my god, one dollar. Some of these stories, like that, I yeah. have with some of these. I'm like, I can't believe that I got a deal I like mean, that. that. Like the the story you just described is like something i dream about sometimes like i got before you know covid stuff i have a few you know comic shops that i'll go you know pick through uh whether they have like loose figures or like people will come and trade stuff and event uh every once in a while um i love going through and just trying to find a cool score like that for super cheap yeah. even stuff like uh like yard sales garage sales stuff like that mm -hmm. you can get a cool deal like that because they don't know they don't realize that they have like gold like at a convention, even convention, you'll get lucky because I got the baby, right? The Ozaru baby in the box, $25. You're kidding me. What year was that convention? That was 2009. He, even he didn't even know. then, that's fucking ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Ridiculously cheap. I was, Jeez. at the time, I was like, I was thinking in my head, oh my, I'm like, oh my God, I got a score right now. This guy does not know the value of it. And like, I even asked him, like, this is 25. He's like, yeah. I bought it right away. Guaranteed, though, if you'd bought that now in 2020, he'd have been. You'd have been like, "Hey, what do you want?" He'd have been like, "Oh, let me check." Exactly. Check shit out on his phone. Oh, see, that's that's the beauty of being a collector. Like ten years ago, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you already knew and had all those values up in your head.
<laughs> um, so yeah. all right definitely a lot of rare stuff between the jacks the Irwin, the american specific stuff one thing that i don't think has ever made sense to me um i don't know if it ever will make sense but i'm gonna try to ask you and help if you see if you can help me you know wrap my brain around it um bootleg super battle collection figures seem to be I don't want to say super expensive or, or highly sought after part of uh, the collection world that we live in, but I do see them go for more money than you think they would yeah. in a lot of instances. So I've only ever purchased one uh, bootleg myself. It's this Mexican bootleg, uh, Mr. Satan that I've shown off on the show several <laughs> times. Interchangeable nice. heads. I love I like this it. One. And, so and they're, cool. it's really adorable. Like all the Mexican ones are like, heavy plastic you know hell yeah this barrel chest it's for real so (laughs) i remember like going to flea markets when i was a kid and seeing um bootleg dragon ball toys and like bootleg you know generic figure packaging whatever and now i'm in these groups and i see some of those same things that i saw at the flea market you know like a four pack of dragon ball figures for like you know 20 bucks even though it's it's like dragon warrior figures and they're all mispainted and a dragoon ball or something yeah dragoon ball that's what it usually was i see those same packages go for a couple bucks every once in a while like can you explain to me why bootlegs and things like that are so popular in this collection world yeah well it's funny because whenever i even on my own channel when i show off that i get a bootleg some people will comment they'll be like why do you spend money on bootlegs And it's like, they don't understand, like, um, it depends on the bootleg. Like, the Super Battle Collection line is one of the most bootlegged Dragon Ball lines there is. It is. It is the most bootlegged, I would say, because Mm. they have it everywhere. They had an, I feel like in every country, they had like a bootleg of Super Battle Collection, you know? They have so many different packaging, like we said, Dragon Ball, freaking Dragon Warrior, something, whatever, different name. and even in Korea, they have their own bootlegs of them. And I don't know, like, some of them are worth nothing still. And but some of them are worth a lot of money because like, for example, they have a bootleg um, Super Saiyan Trunks figure. I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's like Ooh. in a Super Battle Collection style packaging. Yes. But he has like either like a dark gold hair or he has um like a yellow colored hair and that those go for a lot of money people really want those and i think it's because like we said before they never made a one off super saiyan trunks um figure in the super Bowl collection and especially that the bootleg has it in yellow hair that is something that people love the yellow hair so i think that's yeah. why that one goes for a lot of money at least like a hundred dollars and even that one's a little bit different than the actual Super Battle Collection Super Saiyan Trunks from the Grail because that one is like a weird, like pale kind of yes. yellow. It's mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how to describe it. I don't want to say translucent, but I've seen that bootleg trunks that you're talking about, and I've thought about buying it a few times. But it is I can't justify spending 
you know, at least a hundred dollars. I think at the time I saw it for like 75 bucks a couple of years ago, somewhere in that range. And I was like, I can't justify spending that much money on a bootleg figure. I just can't do it. Even though it yeah. is really, really cool. But I think, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, they, it's slightly different variation of the one that actually exists. It's mm -hmm. a, it's one that's not very easy to find, but then you could maybe find uh, like this, this Mr. Satan one. I bought it because there isn't a Mr. Satan figure. Um, a lot of the bootleg figures that I used to see at flea markets back in the day would be like an off cast version of, you know, whatever super battle collection figure. Or um, I, I remember one that I see uh, you post pictures of every once in a while is the GT Goku and pan set, but they're like the big hollow oh. plastic versions of them. What do you have? It? Yeah. I have pan. <laughs> this I is like love my, those. I love it. This is like my childhood, like, Toy, my actually. dad has those exactly in a display case in his office like oh really wow yeah, I, I kind of restored it a little bit because it was really beat up but i like repainted it and got it signed by the voice of pan but um elise bauman represent yes i love elise any shout out to her anyways but um yeah sure about collection they had giant blue legs too i have like hidden over here i have a huge um volume one goku this big you know oh yeah, yeah a huge it's, one. i've seen pictures of, i've never seen those in, in person i don't think but um i think you know different variations of the figures we already have whether they be the bigger versions like the ones that we're talking about there or um i guess for you know the trunks or this mr satan it's like it's not available in the regular line it looks well enough to pass off for me personally and maybe yeah those kind of um maybe that kind of thought process drives the decision for people when they do decide to buy a bootleg if and when they do decide to buy one so i'm not trying to yeah. buy like a knockoff you know goku regular you know, exactly based on goku who wants the, that you know there's nothing exactly. special about it i mean it unless it looks doofy unless they're ugly see i like ugly stuff sometimes so it, i and <laughs> you do have a whole series of videos just yeah. reviewing the most absurdly ugly dragon ball merchandise i find I them funny and they're they're hilarious that people always ask me why would you spend money because they're just I mean, how can you not look at that? It's hilarious. Like, you have any so, good uh, ugly bootlegs on hand you want to show off? <laughs> um, do I? Let me see if I have one. Of, oh, here's a kind of, he's pretty ugly. Um, this is a Deborah. He's not the ugliest, surprisingly. I've seen uglier. Here's a Deborah, Mexican Deborah. Oh, he looks like Deborah's skinny half brother. <laughs> Who got um, into the meth. Here is this. He looks burned. Gohan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gohan the burn victim. That's what he literally is what he looks like. And this is also Mexican. It, it feels like it's made out of wax, honestly. Huh. It's like a waxy feel. Um, so this is hideous. This is one of the worst ones that I have. And um pretty gross. And yeah. Like that that was a bootleg off of the Dorada Gohan, not to a battle collection or anything. But you know, bootlegs, they can go for different values depending on the packaging even the packaging has something to do with it too like for example this one i got off jeremy which is this is a great ass like packaging this is a gi joe freaking sewer battle collection vegeta that is awesome <laughs> isn't that I've awesome i've never seen that before what country is that from this is korean <laughs> wow 
is the entire line done like that? Or is this just like a random one-off he happened to find? According to the back, they did six of them. If you can, I don't know if you can see that, but. A little bit. Uh, I see Vegeta, Super Saiyan Trunks, Super Saiyan Vegeta, Super Saiyan Goku, and Piccolo. Yeah. Yeah. These are rare. I've only ever, the only other one I've ever seen is the Piccolo. That's it. (laughs) That is so cool. Yeah, it is so it's funny as hell. Like when I saw that, I'm like, I need to buy this from him. I need to. What? <laughs> this is badass. So that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. All right. So all of a sudden I'm sold on bootlegs and now I think I get it. Yeah, it's the- like, see, if you see something like that, because another cool thing about some of these bootleg packaging is that they do their own like artwork sometimes or like, you know they it's like drawn like hand drawn or something yeah that's know? a wicked cool gi joe vegeta mashup <laughs> like that's something you see on a fan art website these days but somebody yeah. put the care and attention into making a bootleg vegeta action figure with that art that is so cool yeah exactly so you know anything like that you know as far as a, just a slightly different variation of a figure that you would never see in a regular line that could make a value you know be different or like these larger scale tour battle collection bootlegs, everybody likes those too. Um, and even some of these Mexican bootlegs um, can be valuable because they have made some of the GT dragons that you don't see in any other line. Yep. Um, like and the like one the, that smokes cigars and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like they have a, I believe they have an Oceanus, like a, a true form Oceanus Shenron. That one's worth a lot of money. So, it all depends on, you know, these bootlegs. It's just if it's a character that you don't see anywhere regularly, it's going to be worth a lot, even if it's a bootleg, you know? So the, pretty I cool. think I understand bootlegs now. It makes sense to me. And I also <laughs> kind of want to go look out for those Vegeta. Vegeta. What <laughs> the fuck is that thing that you just pulled up on it's my so screen? Fucking, it's so what ugly. Is that? It's my baby. <laughs> That's not <laughs> kill it. <laughs> he he so, is the size of a baby. Yeah, that is a is that a Goku or a Gohan? I can't even tell. His hair is terrible. Uh, according to That's um, gotta be a Goku. It's got the Kami sign on yeah, it. So it's it's a go- people keep saying it's Gohan because he does kind of look like Gohan, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Goku. It's gotta be. Yeah. This is what from the... um, this is from Spain, I believe. Wow. Yeah. That is <laughs> If you want to see what I just reacted to super violently, podcast audience, <laughs> youtube.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Jeez Louise, man. Put that <laughs> thing away in a box and never bring it out again. <laughs> I know it's the ugliest thing, but I I love ugly shit. So I was like, I need this. I need this thing. It's so, so horrible. I love and, ugly shit. <laughs> and it, it, it's actually uh, hard to find. You know, me and I don't know if you know Old Fan, um, Dragon I, Ball I don't Toys. Think I do. Yeah, she was like, she's also like a, OG um, reviewer on YouTube, and she likes all that shit too. She likes ugly, ugly looking stuff. So, me and her, we we both found one, and I was like, I need one. She's like, I need one, and we both end up getting one. So, <laughs> hey, it all yeah. worked out in the end. Um, yeah. So this conversation has definitely um, taught me a lot about something that I would have thought I knew a lot of stuff about already. Um, and I yeah. feel like even so, we're just kind of still scratching the surface on all the stuff that there is to talk about. Yeah. Um, obviously, the door is open for you anytime that you want to come back on the show. But before we round yeah. it out here, this is the first episode of December. 
I imagine if uh, people are listening to this, hopefully they've got somebody in their lives that they got to buy a present for who is also a Dragon Ball nerd. All right. So I guess we'll walk into this last final part of the conversation like this. If somebody is looking to maybe make a purchase uh, for one of these old vintage figures for a friend for Christmas, or maybe they themselves want to get into collecting, you know, these older lines, um, where should people go to, you know, do some research, I think would be first. And, you know, then also where should they look to make the purchases uh, once they decide what things they want to buy? Um, of course, the best place for anyone, like the easiest place would be eBay, of course. Um, but if you want to look and venture more outside of that, I would say the Japanese auction sites are great. You know, they have a lot of surprisingly cheaper prices sometimes on there too. So I don't um, use any Japanese, um, auction sites. Tell me which ones you use and how do you use them? Do you have like some kind of translation thing on your browsers or? You have to, um kind of go through like a middleman kind of website that you that allows you to purchase because if not you can't you can't do it directly through you you have to have someone in japan so they pretty much they send it if you were to purchase something from one of these like um auction sites would be like buy is what you would use to buy from yahoo japan auctions um b y B U Y E E E. Yes. And then Got it. we also have a Mercari in Japan and you can use Bai to purchase from there as well. And um, yeah, because they need a Japanese address. So they pretty much, if you were to purchase, they would send it to the warehouse and from the warehouse, they'll send it to you. So that's, that's how it works. And I, you know, I, I recently discovered that, that whole Bai thing, like I've discovered it maybe three years ago recently and i wish i knew about it beforehand i'm like why did no one tell me about this so right um they have so much stuff but it it's like a little bit hard to use at first but you just got to use the translation apps and stuff like that and then it'll be fine it's not that bad but um that's a great place of course sometimes you'll find some gold in a comic shop you'd be surprised um it's always fun to hunt i love hunting so (laughs) uh um conventions when conventions are up and running again you know um that's a good place and sometimes like we said like flea markets or like garage sales hey you never know what you could find on there yeah i guess my biggest thing though is like for me personally somebody who has been around these figures for as long as I have. I remember, like we we talked about before, 10, 11, 12 years ago, you know, you could get a, a thing in box for like 25 bucks. That same figure now, 50, 60 bucks, maybe Super Battle Collection. Mm-hmm. Where are there any good resources that you could point me to to like do research as to like you should be paying around this for this figure loose or in box or do we really just have to rely off of like previously sold items on ebay and stuff like that um well that's definitely a good tool the um, completed section of ebay but um another great source is going on those facebook groups you know talking to other collectors that maybe know you know around how much something's worth asking around is always great there's a lot of dragon ball um figure groups out there um especially the dbz vintage collectors which i um am also an admin on there and um there's a lot of us that are pretty knowledgeable and and vintage stuff if that's what you're looking for because it's just specifically for vintage over there and um 
and yeah, it's, I love that group. You know, I have a lot of fun on there seeing people's posts and collections and they have things for sale there too. You could buy stuff on the Facebook groups. So. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, you and I are actually in the middle of shipping some, are <laughs> uh, splitting some shipping from the great country of Australia. Mate. Yes, actually four, uh, you ordered one of these. <laughs> oh, yeah, except mine is not in box. And oh yeah. my God, I cannot wait to see it. It is so... <sighs> and I got the reg the regular base Goku as well. Yes, you he did. tried to that get me to get one. he tried to get me to get the Super Saiyan Goku, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I just I don't like that one. I his face looks kind of stupid, but the trunks and the base <laughs> the base Goku, please, yes, please. They're nice. Um, I let me like I guess touch up on this real quick. Um, Super yeah. Collection. This was from 1992, so around the time of Super Battle Collection, these came out. These are similar, but they don't have like the shirts that you know you can press on them or anything it's just a soft vinyl figure that has well trunks has a sword and he has an accessory but um they're pretty nice actually they look very how do i say it? cartoony kind of they look like from the anime you know like i love soft vinyl stuff um here's another one i have real quick the gohan and frillin Ah, very cool. And that's from the same line as well. Yeah, the Super Collection. They only have a few. They don't have too many. They just have... This is one of the more rare ones from the line. Here's the box if you want to see it. Nice. Um, I, I Before cool. I... And I bought those off of uh, our buddy Michael in the DBZ Vintage Group. Thanks again, yep. Michael, for the for uh, making that happen. Um, I don't know if I had ever seen those figures. Like he, he was selling a bunch of stuff. I think basically he was selling them to like get some textbooks for school mm. and he had a bunch of figures laid out and I knew all of them or I owned most of them already or wasn't interested. And then I saw those two and I was like, why don't I know those? Those look <laughs> cool as hell. And I guess, you know, like you said, they look a little bit more cartoony, uh, cartoonish. Yes. Maybe that's what, you know, made them stand out to me. But I don't know how I've never seen that line of figures. You know, I've been a Dragon Ball fan as long as I have. I don't know how I've never seen those figures before. They're so cool. Yeah. Um, some of them are a little bit hard to find. Like, I, I think I do I have it off me. Oh, yes, I do. I have the Super Saiyan trunks right here as well. Um, the sword. Oh, yeah. This, this one's That's really cool. nice. I like this one as well. Um, they also have... Oh, yeah, you said Super Saiyan Goku. They have uh, Gohan, Super Saiyan Gohan. They have Vegeta. Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Vegeta is ugly. <laughs> um, and Piccolo. Piccolo is very nice. I like that one too. And I cool. believe that's it for those. Um, but yeah, these are also from the early 90s. You can tell right off by looking at them that they're old school looking figures. But um, I would say they're like cousins. To the super battle collection kind of you know yeah they look a little bit bigger uh, a little bit bigger i can't tell yeah they're slightly bigger Big. yeah got it so yeah. maybe that's one of the next lines that uh i'm gonna go down the rabbit hole on once i get yeah. those in the mail from you um i'm worried i'll just have to go hunt down the rest of the line or at least the ones that don't look stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah the vegeta i don't recommend vegeta super saiyan Super base one's regular good. regular Vegeta, I'm sure he looks very handsome. Yeah, that, that one's um, nice. <laughs> so this has been so much fun, this conversation about, you know, old school Dragon Ball toy collecting. Um, I think for me, even when 
I wasn't watching Dragon Ball. The 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 hunt and the collecting of toys when I was a kid was something that kept me interested in Dragon Ball when I wasn't in front of the TV screen or you know playing around a video game or whatever. Um, seeing that other people my age have um, such a crazy burning passion for this stuff, like well into adulthood, <laughs> makes me feel a lot more normal. Um, sitting down with somebody who's as knowledgeable about these things as you are has been a friggin' treat. Um, <laughs> it's always I fun hope... to talk about toys. I love it. <laughs> yeah, especially Dragon Ball toys. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get a video of today's episode, uh, youtube.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Links are in the show notes. You can check out Goshen's uh, stuff. Where can people find you on socials and all that? I got a little bit of everything. I got my YouTube channel where you can see a lot of more information on Dragon Ball figures in general. SSJ Goshen 4 on YouTube. And then I got my Instagram where I do the raffles and all these fun stuff, which is SS Goshen 4. I got Twitter, SS Goshen 4. I got Facebook, SS Goshen 4. I also have TikTok now. You guys want to see my funny TikToks? Oh, what kind Goshen of stuff 4. are you making for Dick? Oh, for, for TikTok. What <laughs> kind of stuff are you making for TikTok? Um, I actually do some figure related stuff on there. I like um, show some ugly figures if you want to see that on there um i rate some of my figures on there or and i also do like just general dragon ball content on tiktok you know it's actually fun surprisingly i thought i would never get into it but i'm liking it <laughs> hmm. maybe you inspired me to try out doing the tiktok thing it's, it's about dragon ball stuff i'm i'm more apt to try to make content but i don't know i i'm not i have a voice for radio Face for radio, not that the phrase. Um, all right, that's gonna do it for this episode of Dragon Ball Super Dope. Thank you for checking this out. If you got to the end here, uh, thank you. Um, make sure you rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast Apple Podcast, at your Spotify. If you're on the YouTube, that helps as well. Um, SS Goshen 4, I'll talk with you soon. Thanks again for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Da -da 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 -da. SS Goshen was just a macho.